Welcome to the TV show, a show where we talk about TV. I'm your host, Jay Black, and each week I'm joined by Philadelphia radio legends Angelo Cataldi and Rhea Hughes to discuss the best shows, latest news, and biggest controversies in television. We're in a new golden age of TV, and we're here to talk about it. So, let's get to it. And welcome back, everybody, for for week two of the TV show being broadcast to you from Bermuda uh, on Bermuda Telecom. So, again, shout out to Telecom Bermuda for putting this together. I'm Jay Black, joined, as always, by Rhea Hughes and Angela Cataldi. How are you guys? Great. Great. (laughs) Okay. I was worried for a second. I was giving a shout out at the beginning to Bermuda Telecom. Didn't hear from you. So I was worried that it uh, crapped out already. Uh, Guys, it is the doldrums of August. Not a ton going on. Although uh, there's some flickering from the SAG strike or the WGA strike that maybe uh, there's some movement in progress. So hopefully we'll have a whole bunch of new TV to talk about soon. But before we have that, this week, We have another article from The Ringer, which I am super excited about because, Angelo, forgive me for saying so, you're something of a connoisseur of jerks. Is is that right to say? Well, I'd like to believe that it's because I'm one myself. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I I really enjoy jerks. And I kind of created my own radio character that was somewhat like that. So yeah, I, I love jerks. <laughs> well, the ringer this week uh, did a uh, big uh, article about uh, the greatest jerks in pop culture history. And I, what stuck out at me, the reason why I wanted to do this, because the second I saw that Larry David was in the final four, but not the top jerk, I was like, I feel like Angelo is probably going to have a lot to say about this. So I sent you over the article, and I just wanted to get your opinion first, Angelo. What what was your uh, reaction yeah. to the jerk list? Did they do a good job, or did they miss a bunch? I don't I don't consider Larry David a jerk. I consider him true to his own personality. There's a distinction to me. First of all, as you know, I do not relate well to cartoon characters. So <laughs> Cartman would not be on any of my lists or any of the other animated characters on that list. The one that stood out to me, the one that I have always felt was the biggest jerk ever. The one that I most wanted to punch in the face when I was watching it was Biff Tannen, who is the bully in Back to the Future. That was the guy to me that stuck out. And that would be first on my list because that guy was a punk and a jerk and i just that was to me that's more a jerk that's a guy that lives his life to make other people miserable larry david doesn't do that he's just he's his own self and he's quirky and weird but i think there's a distinction but i really like biff tannen because uh i know whenever i watch the back to the future trilogy and i watch them all he's the one that stands out as the real evil force Right. And and as you might know, I have uh, beef with Tom Wilson, the guy who played Biff Tannen. Uh, he, he and I have uh, beef. Yeah. Well, of course you do. Well, I was Rhea, I was in Minneapolis to do a college and I asked for a guest spot, which is a common courtesy in the comedy community. And Tom Wilson did not give me a guest spot on his show. So until I get a formal apology from Tom Wilson, every time his name comes Dead up, to me. I will say beef. 
Yes, I give him the Sicilian uh, Maloik. That's what I do from over here. Rhea, what do you think of the list? Okay, so the minute I saw the bracket, my eye focused in on one name, and I really couldn't look at the rest of it because as a mother who was home, you know, because of the hours we worked, I, you know, we would work, you know, 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. I spent a lot of time when Clark was a toddler watching TV shows with him. And there was never a child I hated more in my entire life than Caillou. <laughs> I hated that show so much. And, you know, and it somehow it draws kids in. And after about six months, I did a horrible thing as a parent and lied and said they took it off the air. <laughs> it's horrible here. You lied I, to your son? <laughs> I, I felt a little bad when he cried for about 10 minutes. And no. then I got over it really quickly because we moved on to something else. It was that child. I don't know who created it. and and But it was a huge hit. But I could not stand him. Wow, well, that's, that's a funny. good one. You know, there's one, the one they left out to me. Uh, so I have Biff Tannen as the uh, all-time jerk on movies on television. How about the kid that played um, on the original Wonder Years, the brother? Oh, that right. Was, oh, yeah. Jason Hervey was his name. Yes. And that kid right there, he was the biggest jerk on TV, more so than Eddie Haskell, because that guy, Eddie Haskell was kind of funny at times, and he was amusing when he was uh, with the mother, right? And there's one more I got to get in here. Needless to say, this is a really uh, fun topic for me. Yes. Why are we leaving out, Jay, Roman Roy of Succession? Wow. Bigger jerk than that guy. So my, I agree with you, and I want to say Roman Roy knocked off my choice for the underrated jerk, which is Jonah Ryan on Veep, uh, which yeah. I, you know, guys, I got to tell you, I, I feel like if I rewatch Veep, if I do a full rewatch, I'm going to come on here and, and knock it into the top 10 shows just because of uh, recency bias. I loved that show. Veep was fantastic. Yeah. And Jonah Ryan was great, but you're right. The only person I think that could knock him off on the HBO uh, uh, quartile here is Roman Roy, who uh, I, the problem with Roman Roy is he's so likable. I know he's a jerk, but I just love that guy. I don't know. He's, he's hilarious. And he too. He too. Uh, yeah. He's, so you know what it is that the uh, Culkin, uh, uh, I can't remember what the first Kieran, name is. Kieran Culkin. Kieran. He is freaking terrific. My God, is he good in that? And I, I keep bringing it up because I was late to that party. But that's one of my all-time favorite characters because he was a jerk. <laughs> I was surprised they put Jamie Tart on this list from Ted Lasso because I could see from early on that he did have some redeeming qualities. And obviously, as you went through the show, he kind of be, he has one of my favorite scenes ever. Um, but, you know, I, I just I didn't think he ever entered into total jerk territory. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think he was a jerk for like half. Well, I guess the first season, but you know, we, yeah, we but, but, out. but not net, like not like these other people on those lists. I I saw that they were going to turn him. Maybe it was just because I expected it that I wasn't surprised when they kind of turned him into kind of not a bad guy. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And to this day, my I, my wife has a crush on that character uh, and will say, Kira. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, he's great. He's great. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's move along here to a show that uh, Angelo suggested last week. I'm stuck on a boat in the, the Atlantic. I'm in the Bermuda Triangle. I can barely get uh, enough Wi-Fi to uh, do this podcast. So I have not seen it. But we got a fairly, I would say, ecstatic email from you, Rhea, that you were really enjoying it. So I wanted to get out of the way and let you guys discuss Hijack a little bit, the new Apple TV sensation with Idris Elba. Uh, Rhea, how far along are you and what do you think? Okay, so I, and let me let me just do this. I realized as I was looking at your, your email that you sent us with the list, when Angelo told me this last week, when he gave me homework and said I was doing it for my British show, I was in, I was, this was my British show. But oh, it's okay. okay. I got plenty on it. That's great. So, so it's hijack Apple TV. Um, my I had mentioned it to my son that I was going to watch it. He was with his father this weekend. They binged the entire thing. I'm wow. four episodes in. Okay. So I will tell you that they absolutely loved it. Clark said 8.6. They thought it was phenomenal. I'm a little little bit lower than that. Uh I'm I'm through four episodes. I do really like it. I'm so it's 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, though the audience only gave it 65%. And I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, Ange. You know, mm. and I know you, I like it a lot. And it's definitely a bingeable show. If you want something to binge on a weekend, it's hard for me to put off. It's really Idris Alba and like a bunch of character actors that I wish had done. I found the hijackers. I'm not giving anything away. You know, they hijack a plane to be kind of standard issue hijackers. Like there nothing stood out about any of them to me. I disagree. These hijackers, uh, most hijackers are just totally evil. These yeah. guys are confused. <laughs> they contradict. They don't have a plan. It's their, Rhea, I thought the hijackers were so different than any hijackers ever. There were times when I liked them. <laughs> which, well, which the, I thought the was one, the one kid I did like. I mean, I thought that was a real, oh, that was you know, the best part. That was one this, of the best part. His brother, who doesn't look anything like him, is the lead hijacker. Yeah, and the brother really didn't even want to go. And look, here's, let me get to the bottom line because I did binge the whole thing. It's phenomenal. All right, it is. It is a thrill ride. Seven episode thrill ride. And Idris Elba, Rhea, I'm trying to think if there was ever an English actor I admire as much as this guy. This guy can carry a movie. His yeah. the drama, he can carry the a scene without speaking. That's how oh. there's there's very few actors who can do that. It facial expressions, just the way he looks. I mean, he he owns this entire series. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Right. And here's the part. Needless to say, after I was done with it, I feel the ending takes one scene more than it needs to. When you see it, you'll know what I mean. But um, uh, but otherwise, I have no real complaints. It's an old-fashioned thriller. There's very little, if any, uh, special effects. And I read an uh, interview that Idris Elba did about it. And, they, Jay, they filled the entire cabin on a, on a cross uh, an inter-country trip, over 200 extras. Wow. And and they they didn't do it with special effects. There were 200 people sitting yep. in the set that looks like a plane. 
for weeks and weeks and weeks. And That's Elvis said, and some of them never had a speaking part in it. They wow. were there. And Elvis said they became like one huge family. And that you could see the chemistry is so good. It's fantastic. It's one of the best things I've seen in a while. And I think you'll really like it. Hijack and Apple. I will say what I found interesting about Ange, because it's seven hours, basically. Yeah, and it's right. the flight time from Dubai to London is seven hours. It's almost like it's done in real time. Exactly. It really kind of is real. It's set up so that you're there the whole time. And there are some characters on the ground, too. The woman with the kid who is the... uh, the Oh, the air traffic controller, Alice. I love Alice. She's terrific. It's very much worth your time, especially at a time now where we're not getting a lot of new product. This is great. And another big hit for Apple TV. I know it's doing really well. And I'll tell one you one other thing I will one other thing I will just mention, and, and Angie, you'll know what I'm talking. It's early on, so I'm I'm not really giving anything away. I won't tell the scene, but there's a scene between the pilot and the co-pilot that oh. I gotta be honest, really turned my stomach. Yeah. And it bothered me every time the yeah. pilot was on the screen. So yeah. I will just say that uh that stayed with me, even when I thought he was trying to do some good things. It it sat with me. Rhea, in episode six, you'll enjoy what happens to the pilot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. I'm glad I mentioned it. You, you will love what happens. <laughs> uh, by the way, one of, one of the things, that, going back to what you said, Angela, about the extras, that's that Apple TV money. I, I always look now because I know what it costs to get extras in a in a in just a low-budget show, like you know stuff I do. Uh you can always tell when a budget is high or low based on how many people are in the background. If there's a high school scene and there's nine people in the stands, they tried to, to short the budget. So 200 people for that long is hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in taking care of those extras. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, all right. So speaking of money, uh, Bethany Frankel, who you guys probably know from yes. uh, reality TV, she's a big star, um, is uh, I sent you this article. She is trying to get full sag after protection for uh, reality stars. And, you know, if you guys remember the last time that there was a strike uh, in the early 2000s, that was the rise of reality TV because it was the way for the networks to elide the rules of the, uh, of the, uh, the union by creating uh, shows that did not have writers or actors reality TV. I, I don't know, you know, if if they should be protected or not. I wanted to bring this up to you guys because it raises an interesting philosophical point. You shouldn't get paid as an actor if you're in a documentary. You should get paid as an actor if you're acting in a movie. But reality shows aren't documentaries. There are producers, and those producers do write scenes. They do tell you what to do. Are they entertainments that are closer to documentaries or are they entertainments closer to TV shows, in your opinion? Rhea Hughes. Uh, now, I'm sag after, so I'll make that very uh, clear up front. I'm a union member. I am not a Bethany Frankel fan at all. I don't care for her. However, I agree with her 100% for this reason. I I've, I I did a um, a reality show, not, you know, on a Trading Spaces. A lot of that stuff is already written out, okay? So it is produced. It is written. They do tell you what to say. The money they make off of these reality shows, I was shocked to find out that these actors don't really make any, or reality actors don't make any money. I I just, 
I know that a lot of this stuff on these reality shows is scripted. So they're skirting the rules. And I think they should be uh, in sag after. I agree with her on this one. Hmm. I I have an interesting insight into this. I'm not sure it really directly addresses it. But there was a reality uh, participant who did become an actor. He was one of the early winners on the TV show Survivor. His name was Kobe Donaldson. And okay. I don't know if you remember this, Jay, but in one of the early episodes of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, right. uh, Kobe Donaldson, uh, uh, somehow or another, they have a dinner party. And the winner of Survivor is at the same dinner party as an actual Holocaust survivor. Now, needless to say, you're on very thin ice here because you're, how do you make, how do you make jokes involving the Holocaust? But this guy, Kobe Donaldson, looks at this uh, old gentleman and he says to him, do you know there were times on Survival where we didn't even get snacks? (laughs) Oh my God. The guy looks at him and he goes, snacks? You want snacks? (laughs) And and I said, you know, and Kobe Donaldson proved to me in that show that he must be an actor because he acted that part yeah. like a real actor. So, yes, they technically they are actors, but it's a real gray area. Me and I were on a, 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 a reality show for 30 years. It's right. a yeah. morning show. Yes. Every day yeah. we were somewhat who we are but also in my case at least a somewhat inflated character so that do it and if you've ever seen me actually act jay you've (laughs) never seen a worse actor (laughs) that's true i'm in a a movie called ball that was made. oh my god you've never seen worse acting than this so i know it's a very fine line where you want to draw it as to somebody who's in reality, but still ramping things up. Um, leave it alone. Leave it alone. We got enough people uh, that are involved in that. I, If a reality show is actually scripted, the way Rhea just said, it's not a reality show. It's not. It's a written show. It's different. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, honestly, you know, what we're really talking about is profit participation with something. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm a union person. These yeah. people are creating millions of dollars of entertainment and they're not being compensated. And I always have an issue with that. I just saw a thing again from the, uh, the writers of one of the seasons of suits said they just got a check for $3,000 from Netflix, not the writer of an episode, all of the writers just shared a check for $3,000. That thing had a billion views this summer. I, I I'm with you, Rhea. I think I'm I'm too much of a union guy. I think you got to share the money. Maybe not SAG after. Maybe it's a different reality show guild of some sort. And I'm fine with that. But they they need their rights need to be protected. I believe in that. All right. So we already did British Corner. Uh, Team yeah. Corner's coming up. Uh, Rhea, I I can cut this out if you want. But did you want to share the great news about Clark? Oh no. So uh, so Ange, right before you came on, um, I clicked on and I was talking to Jay. And I had teared up and I was crying a little bit um, in a good way. Good cries. Uh, Clark had orientation for Roman Catholic High School today. And he texted me literally right as we were about to go on that he got in all honors classes. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow, that's awesome. Congratulated for yeah. me. That's great news. And and yeah, more so proof, guys, that the more TV you watch with your mom, yeah. the smarter you yeah. become. I believe exactly. I, exactly. I so watch more uh, kids, watch more television. That's right. Exactly. So I was super excited about this. Uh Only Murders in the Building season three dropped last week. The reason this show has a special place in my heart is because it's the first series Clark and I ever watched together that we both love. Like I would watch all of his kids shows. He would never watch any of my adult shows. We were in on only on the murders uh, in the building from the beginning. So it dropped last week. We love the trio, Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, Martin Short. I just love their chemistry. Here's what's interesting. So Paul Rudd in the, in the latest version plays a jerk TV and movie star who's trying out Broadway in a show written by Martin Short's character, Oliver. The twist is they've got one of the biggest stars in the world to be in this season, Meryl Streep. Right. She plays an actress who never gets the role, okay? <laughs> Which is like so, you know, so ridiculous. I was trying to explain it to Clark. I'm like, this is Meryl Streep. She's like the best actress in the world. She at one point calls Paul Rudd a bleeping a-hole, which was so much fun to hear come out of her mouth because, you know, she always plays like highbrow kind of characters. So we're two episodes in on Hulu. Rotten Tomatoes is given it 99% by critics, 90% by audience. I know some people think this one's a little slow building. We love the, the, the trio of those characters. So we are all in on it. We're super excited that it's back and uh, we're, we're in on it. One of the better hangout shows, just because who doesn't yeah. want to be with, with these characters? You just want to be with the characters. It's phenomenal. Yes. Uh, all right, Angelo, you, you, your, your segment of the show, you did great last week. Uh, Hijack, everybody loves. What do you got this week? I got another good one, although uh, it is not getting the kind of ratings Rhea just cited for uh, uh, murders. It is called Painkiller, and it is oh. on Netflix. And uh, it is, I thought, phenomenal and here's why i had seen dope sick which is the same material it's the opioid addiction that was basically triggered by oxycontin and the sackler family which just didn't care about how many lives were lost how many people were getting hooked on oxycontin they just wanted the money and the focus is again on richard sackler now in the original on dope sir I, I said on this podcast, Michael Stolberg was phenomenal as Richard Sackler. Matthew Broderick plays the part in Painkiller wow. a whole different way. Quirky, still evil. But this show you got to see also because it'll make you hate the Sackler family more than dope sick. <laughs> this, you, the, Peter Berg is a director and the brains behind it. He did Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the movie version. And he's phenomenal, right? And I'm going to tell you, I have never in my life seen a real-life character vilified, villainized, and, and treated so horribly as this show does. At the very end, I don't want to give it away, but you want to, you just want to punch this Richard Sackler in the face for all the lives he caused by not acknowledging the or the, or the bad effect of Oxycontin. And Peter Berg does something for about 10 seconds on the screen 
that you're going to it's going to blow your mind that he did this. He wanted to get that family and he got him. And a couple of things you need to know that the lead character, the the person who is basically investigating Uzo Aduba. Oh, she is so great in this. And when she toward the end, she realizes that, you know, the rich people are going to win. Her reaction is amazing. And one other thing, I believe in genetics. Can you, Jay, picture David Duchovny and Teo Leone, right? Two amazingly great-looking people, correct? Uh, 100%. All right. Their daughter is in it. Her name is West Duchovny. I defy you to find a more beautiful human being than this girl. Wow. And she is also a great actress. Great. She nails it. At the end, when she changes sides, it's you got to see it. It's called uh, Painkiller. It's not getting a lot of rays from the critics. Hang in there if you saw Dope Sick for a couple of episodes until it really catches its rhythm. It's really good. And Matthew Broderick is going to win an Emmy. He's fantastic in it. And I just looked her up. She yeah. is beautiful. I can't oh. figure out. I think she looks more like David Duchovny yeah. than Tia, uh, Taya Leone. But my goodness, wow. She's flawless. Yeah, she, yeah. But, but the thing that's amazing is most people that look, look that good, they don't have to act that great yeah. because <laughs> they look that good. She has also got the chops. She's going to be a big, big star. I'm looking forward to checking it out. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Matthew Broderick because that, you know, he carries so much baggage as what you think of him. Yeah. That role. So that that's an interesting choice. Uh, I wanted to end out the show. You know, Angela, this time of year, I get like a little bit. uh, I I miss the days when I would come on the radio show uh, crawling through ratings of NFL games to talk about with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was one of my my favorite things to do. So out of habit, I just looked up what the NFL was doing, and uh, it, it scored uh, 6.3 million viewers, the Hall of Fame game. This is the kickoff to the preseason. That is a preseason football game in August, uh, which they don't usually put stuff in August because people don't usually watch TV. 6.3 million viewers. That is almost a million more than the 5.47 million that viewed this year's NBA Finals which was uh, a high-rated NBA Finals. Uh, the NFL is an unstoppable juggernaut. We've talked about that for years. I just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, we we talked about it earlier in the year that we think the NFL might uh, do well because of the, the strike. Uh, it It's it's going to do uh, uh, numbers that I think uh, are, are going to shock us as we go there. Um, did you have any thoughts on it, or, or did you just no, want to go? I got thoughts on it. Uh, oh, you do? Yeah. NFL preseason games are an abomination. They are a disgrace. They are everything that's wrong with the current sports in America. They are load management run amok. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, played a game against the Ravens, and not a single starter was in the game. I hope you made a big thing of this in radio, Uh, because this thing keeps getting worse. It's been going on for years. You can no, not like this. Tired. It's worse now than it's ever been. I mean, literally, the starters might play a series or two in the whole preseason. What people are watching, I don't know what they're watching. I'll say this. Russ Tucker, my friend, he was phenomenal in the Eagles game. He had this moment where there were two guys that 
maybe were brothers or looked alike. And he started speculating about whether they were twins. And it was funny as hell. But uh, all I'm saying to you is if that product that they're putting out there is getting bigger numbers than the finals of the NBA, the other sports may as well quit. Because what the (laughs) NFL is giving you right now is nothing. Nothing compared to what you're going to get in a couple of weeks. I'm going to disappoint you. So I'm watching the preseason game. I was one of those viewers on Saturday night. And when Jalen Carter did the swim move, knocked the guy out of the way and got to the quarterback, I jumped up. I went, yes. And I said, go have a seat, young man. I need you for the regular season. That's it. They, Rhea, I can't believe they did this. They softened even you. They trained me. But but I will tell you this. Uh, Jay, you're talking about, you know, the preseason getting that, those numbers. I went to the joint practice on Monday because I wanted to see it. I mean, the NFL just, I was like, yeah, I got nothing going on at five o'clock on a summer day. I drove over and watched a joint practice. Yeah. Mm. Shame on you, Rhea. That's all I could say. (laughs) You've joined, you've joined the enemy. Yes. there, I'm sure there's been a lot of ink spilled. There's something particular about football that just yep. gets Americans excited and no, really nowhere else because nobody else cares about it except us. But we care about it more than anything else. And we care about TV more than anything else. And we're so happy that you joined us for uh, the this episode. Uh, please find us on iTunes. Rate, review us, uh, spread the word to people. And oh, before we go, we got to do the recap. Angela, what are we talking That's about? That's right. Rhea Murders. Where can people see Murders? Hulu. 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 All right. And uh, Succession, you can see on Max. Hijacks on Apple TV. Painkiller is, uh, I got to remember now. Where's Painkiller? Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Did I leave anything out? What was, yeah, uh, Hijack was the one that was our team today, too. So check that out. And uh, you'll like all of it. They're all good. That's good stuff on a rather lean period for streaming uh, TV. Guys, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and we will be back next week. I'll be in Florida next week, guys, so we won't have to rely on Bermuda Telecom, but they did a great job again. Nice work, everyone. We'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The TV Show. If you did, please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. It'll help people find the show. Also, please follow me on Twitter at Jay Black is funny. You can send me suggestions and comments about the show there. Even mean ones. I'm an any attention is good attention kind of guy. We'll see you next week with another episode.